1: The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything. Join me and the guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Icarus the reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers? Welcome back to your one-stop shop for open-minded conversation. I'm your host, Shane, as always. And today for you guys, I have an awesome show with some fellow podcasters. And to bring the show back to its roots, we go all over the place, from La Llorona to Mermaids. And yes, I said Mermaids. This one was a lot of fun to record, and I definitely think you guys are going to enjoy listening to it. But of course, before we get into this wonderful conversation I have for you guys today, we have some news and some front of the house stuff to do. Uh, Number one, first and foremost, uh, Squonkapalooza will be happening tomorrow. So if you haven't already planned, your method of getting out there. I highly recommend that you uh, get that together pretty quick and make it out because this is going to be an awesome event. Uh, If you guys haven't already figured it out, it is going to be August 26th from 10 a.m. till 6 p.m. It's going to be rain or shine, and it's going to be a cryptic carnival for all ages. It's going to have vendors, artists, crafts, games, speakers, movies, activities, live music, food trucks, and cosplay. And of course, admission is free. So all you guys got to do is make a way to come out there and uh, come and see me, come and see a bunch more of your favorite uh, creators and, and artists and all the awesome people that are going to be vending. Highly recommend that you guys come and I cannot wait to meet and see you guys. And uh, moving on to the uh, front of the house stuff. If you guys don't mind leaving a review or a rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify, I would definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'd love to have a new one on iTunes, hopefully, to be able to read on the show pretty soon. Uh, Get a lot of uh, reviews and ratings on Spotify, but not so much on the iTunes side. So if you guys wouldn't mind helping me out and throwing me some more uh, reviews on the iTunes side, I would definitely appreciate it. Uh, If you guys aren't already following the pages on social media, definitely recommend that you do. If you want to get up, updates on new episodes coming out or anything new going on with the show or events I'm going to be attending, anything like that. If you guys want to stay posted, go and follow. And uh, while you're doing that, don't forget to hop into the Discord and the Telegram if you guys want to have some awesome conversations with some awesome people and some uh, like-minded individuals, of course. And uh, if you guys aren't already checking out the TikTok or the YouTube, highly recommend that you do. It's a good way to uh, share the show through word of mouth. If you don't have anybody. if you don't think somebody's going to end up sitting there and listening to a full episode, but you really want them to hear a point of interest in the episode, I usually take some of those, turn them into short two, three minute clips and uh, post them up on YouTube or TikTok. Uh, I post the same things on both of those pages. So at least if you follow one of them, that'd be awesome. And uh, yeah, don't forget to share those clips with friends and you know you might get them into the show and then you might have another person to talk about all of this kind of weird stuff with, but you'll never be able to get to that point unless you start sharing the show and sharing those clips. And uh, If anybody's interested in being a guest on the show, whether you're an author, researcher, experiencer, contactee, cryptozoologist, whistleblower, uh, psychic, uh, channeler, uh, anything. Anything that's an open-minded fringe type of conversation, anything. If you guys are an open-minded individual in any way, shape, or form, I would love to be able to sit down have a conversation with you on the show, so don't hesitate to shoot me a message, break the ice, let's have a conversation because I definitely would love to talk to you and meet you. And uh, you guys can do so through messaging me on Instagram, which is the form of social media that I'm the most active on, of course. Or you guys can email me at Increase of Our Reality Podcast at Outlook.com. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form that'll go directly to my email. And uh, always, always make sure you guys check your spam or junk folders. Make sure nothing gets missed because I do respond to every single message that you guys take the time to send me. So make sure nothing gets lost because you know, running a podcast, I send out a bunch of links. So a lot of email servers think I'm spam. Don't want anything to get missed. Always check there. Because I do, like I said, respond to every single message that I get. And uh, if you guys haven't already checked out Bizarre Encounters, which is my other show that I do with my two awesome co-hosts, Orn and Jenny, I definitely think that you guys will enjoy that if you enjoy this show. Uh, it stays, just like the name says, into Bizarre Encounters, that being uh, anything that has to do with cryptids, paranormal, uh, aliens... Uh, All that stuff in particular, we do some deep dives. We have some people on for interviews. uh, We have some open-minded conversations with experiencers and contactees. Um, It's a lot of fun. I think you guys will definitely enjoy it because I definitely enjoy recording it. It's uh, one of the most fun parts of my week. Uh, Shout out over there to Orin and Jenny for being uh, two of the best co-hosts I could possibly ask for. And uh, if you guys want to keep tabs on every single thing that I do... Uh, this show, and Bizarre Encounters. You guys can always follow Open Minds Media uh, on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, while we're talking about Open Minds Media, there is a few different ways you guys can support the show through Open Minds Media pages. Um, I do it as Open Minds Media because it's a little bit easier for me and a little bit more bang for your buck for you guys because uh, rather than just subscribing to one show, you end up getting more than one as far as the Patreon goes. And uh, with the Patreon, you guys get... Ad-free episodes, uh, early access to episodes, lives of episodes, live replays of episodes, exclusive merch store discounts. Uh, There's a bunch of different tiers over there with different perks, and I'm always willing to add and move stuff around if you guys have any suggestions. So go and check out Open Minds Media Patreon if you guys want to support the show in that way, or you guys can donate to the show directly through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. And uh, if you guys donate anything at all, uh, make sure you guys send me a message. Let me know that you guys donated if it doesn't give you the option for some type of personalized message. Because, of course, I'd love to give you guys a shout out. And uh, all of that, of course, will go towards me being able to keep expanding the show, be able to go to more conventions. So it's not just uh, money in my pocket. It's all going to be stuff that goes towards uh, getting the show In a better place than it needs to be, make it so that I can get out to more events, be able to meet more of you guys. So it should be beneficial on Altlens, but I won't be able to do that unless you guys support the show in some way, shape, or form. And then the third way you guys can support the show is through the Open Minds Media merch store. There you'll find merchandise for Increase of Our Reality and Bizarre Encounters. And I just added two new designs over there relatively recently. I think you guys will definitely enjoy them. One of them is the Increase of Our Reality. Uh, Anime Squatch design. And then the other one is the Stay Bizarre 90s design for Bizarre Encounters. And uh, my goal is hopefully that I'll add a new shirt design maybe every month, every other month. But I'm going to start bulking up over there on the merch store, adding some more different designs in there that isn't just the basic logos. Uh, Might even expand into just specific uh, t-shirt designs in general pertaining to cryptids. But I have a lot of stuff I want to do over there. So go and check it out scoop yourselves some awesome merchandise. And if you guys aren't able to support the show in one of those three ways, uh, another awesome way that you guys can support the show is by, like I said earlier, sharing the show like crazy, uh, interacting with the show, uh, just letting us know what you think about the show, honestly. Because all of that goes just as far. It helps with, uh, again, expanding the show if you guys are resharing things, uh, telling new people about the show, and uh, just simply getting a message saying that you guys enjoy the show means the world to me. And while we're talking about supporting creators, don't forget to go and support Joe over there at Crypto Theology. He is one of two awesome people that are putting on the whole Squonkapalooza event. And uh, he's killing it over there with all of his awesome cryptid, paranormal UFO merchandise. Uh, some of the most original artwork I've ever seen. Uh, he does some really, really cool parody stuff. And he does his own other original designs that are part of his series. But he's always expanding, always adding new designs and honestly, whenever he drops a new one, I get excited for it. And uh, on the other side of it, of course, uh, don't forget to go and support Lisa over there at Cryptid Comfort. She's the other awesome person that's putting on the whole Squawka event. She specializes in Cryptid plushies, and they're some of the coolest ones that I've seen. Uh, for anybody that watches the live feeds of the show, uh, I have a bunch of them up on the cabinet up behind me. Everything that I mentioned, of course, all available under the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, Laura and Trina from Spooks, Creeps, and Assorted Devilry. How's it going today, guys?
2: Good. How are you?
1: Absolute pleasure to have you on the show, and I'm doing great. Uh, glad we finally got to coordinate and get at least two of you guys on the show.
2: <laughs> yes, there That's are five of us. Yeah, <laughs> that we're a mob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm Not a flash mob, though. We're not that kind of mob.
1: Oh, that might be kind of fun, though. You could do two for one. You got to do it at a cryptid convention, though, and flash oh, mob with the puppet with Sam.
2: <laughs> there you <we> go.
1: <laughs> but uh, for anybody that might not be familiar with uh, your guys' podcast and all the different stuff you guys do, I uh, want you to let them know a little bit about what you guys do exactly.
2: Okay. Well, there's five of us. So it's me, Laura. We have Trina. We have Tanya. We have Walter. And we have Rick. So we're all uh, in different states in the United States. Um, so it's very hard to get us all together for like one episode. So what we decided in the beginning was to do certain segments. So I do uh, an, a segment called Creeps with Peeps where I, and it's usually Rick, or it could be Trina or Tanya. We I interview in. someone. Yeah, you pop in from time to time. I pop in. Uh, well, we interview someone from the cryptid or paranormal community. And, you know, we just make it all about them. The community has been amazing to us. And so we wanted to showcase and, you know, give our thanks to these amazing people. So uh, that's Creeps with Peeps. And then Trina's baby is, well, she has too, Spooky Skeptics. And do you want to talk about what that one is, Trina? Spooky
3: Skeptics is where I bring in other nerd podcasters like me. <laughs> and we... <laughs> pick a topic and we try to tear it apart and see if what we think it could be or is it paranormal. I've had things that I'm like, holy heck, what the heck was that? Um, You know, with friends' stories and whatnot. And then things like, say, The Bell Witch, where I'm convinced there was no Bell Witch. It was a family slowly poisoning a really bad man by arsenic. But, you know, you'd have to go listen to one of that episode to find out what we all think about it now, wouldn't you? <laughs> but that's, <laughs> yeah. what I, that's what I do there. And, I mean, I get a lot of fun people on. I've had um, Rob Christopherson from Our Strange Skies, Jordan Heath, Cody Turk. Cole Harold is a researcher friend. He's on a few episodes because his brain matches my brain, and we just love mm-hmm. to talk about nerd stuff. So I bring him in a lot. Um, I just look for people that like to talk about this stuff and like to actually come into it with an open mind. Rick does it a lot with me because he's our resident skeptic. So he's our big, his big answer at the end of every episode, spoiler alert, right. is, is anecdotal evidence doesn't count. <laughs> okay, Rick. So <laughs> that's, that's probably... I mean, I love my other segment, which is Witchy Tips. Mm-hmm. Um, but Skeptics is my baby. That's the one I enjoy the most because I love the research. You know, I did Missing 411. I've done Bell Witch. I've done the Betty and Barney Hill case. Time Slips. Like, my next one coming up, I'm doing Witches. That's what I'm currently scheduling. And I, Walter, my, our other co-host randomly found the coolest grave in the world and a witch whose story I'm going to freaking tell. And I'm excited about that. So that's my baby. Um, I also <laughs> do witchy tips, which is exactly what it sounds like. And it's not about waving a magic wand and, you know, turning your boyfriend into a toad. I mean we all wanna do it, but that's not what it's about. Could be. It is about. It could be. It could be, but I might save that for Patreon. (laughs)
1: That's exclusive content. You gotta pay for that. Right.
3: (laughs) Exactly. You wanna you want you wanna turn somebody into a toad, you gotta pay me 20 bucks. Sorry. (laughs) That's top tier level (laughs) stuff.
1: Love spells are (laughs) fifty.
3: Right. But it's more about taking control of your own reality. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's what witchy tips is about taking control of your life, your reality, and filling it full of the love and abundance and think good things that you deserve. You know, yeah, that's what Trina's taught me a lot of stuff. You know, witchcraft isn't about somebody waving a wand and doing crazy shit. That's not what it's about. Not for me anyways. Everybody has their own path and I am not a judge nor a gatekeeper. What I think it's about is taking control of your own life and your own magic. We all have it. And there we go. Those are my two segments. (laughs) But I do (laughs) pop in. I do pop in on the other ones. I like to pop in. I'm very picky about it because, again, I'm super neurodivergent and I'm kind of a hermit. So I'm very picky about who I pop in to talk to because, I mean, it sounds terrible, but I'm always like – Oh wait, hold on! I've always wanted to meet them, or which you know, I feel blessed that we get to actually interview people like that. You know, I actually right. feel like I am blessed in where I can go. Oh my God! I can sit here and go talk about whether he likes boxers or briefs on rapid fire. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's 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 crazy to me sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. So, and I did I did a weird mashup of weird news and weird movies about my beloved orcas. so i'll I'll crisscross over our segments just because. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. so so me, Walter and Rick, we do weird news. So we take Mm -hmm. three headlines um, from, you know, the Internet and we talk about the stories and we make jokes. And then Walter and Tanya do movie reviews and they're mostly horror movies. So those are the five segments. Is it five? Yeah, five segments that we have.
1: So, just for fun, just because you mentioned it just now, what are some of your favorite ones that you've brought up on that news thing? Because I'm kind of curious what some of these uh, news stories might be. If it's cryptid related or if it's just off the wall? No,
2: it's just off the wall. Like, we've done, um, I'm sure you saw the story in New Jersey about all the spaghetti uh, by the river. Like, someone dumped like (laughs) hundreds of pounds of spaghetti noodles
1: did you hear about that i don't know if i did hear about that one actually it's, it's funny altogether. i can imagine it
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. literal spaghetti like, dunes yeah like cooked river. noodles <laughs> next yeah. thing you know there's um, going to be the spaghetti monster story and it's going to be this right. new cryptid <laughs> i yeah. saw him laying you on know, the bank <laughs>
2: exactly you know and just like um someone who was caught uh going into hotel rooms like fondling feet like, <laughs> just the- that kind of thing yeah <laughs> So
1: like while people are sleeping, you just came up and just tickle, tickle, tickle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch>
1: run out. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think that's that would like, freak me out. <laughs> I think that covers yeah. the creep segment of your guys' podcast you name. Yes. Yep.
2: <laughs> it's fun. and you know, I'll, we're very lighthearted. We don't really take a lot of things seriously. Um, so it's just fun all around. You know, we're not super boring and we don't try and make our segments really long either. Um, again, we just we're having a good time. We're all friends. so
3: We want you to feel like you're sitting on our porch, cracking a beer, talking about weird stuff with us. Yeah. No matter what segment it is. We try to be really inclusive of our audience. And that's some of the biggest feedback we've gotten over the past year. Because quite frankly, we grew faster than I thought we were going to. and. Yeah some of the biggest feedback i've gotten is you guys just make us feel like you love us and we're sitting there right with you and talking about this stuff you're not we're not lecturing you right. know you get lectured we get lectured to every day all day as humans and why would you put on a podcast that's going to lecture you know <laughs>
1: like yeah. <laughs> I mean, the multiple segments know. idea too, that seems like it would be something that would catch a very niche audience in the aspect of, you know, there's some people that will listen to a show, but they only want to listen to right. certain portions and segments. But because you guys mm-hmm. split it up, it's like you guys make specific shows for different people. So it's not just one type of person that likes the show as a whole. You guys can have different people that bounce in for different segments and they're all kind of divided up exactly. accordingly. So it's just, I'm sure you guys have a different flow audience that comes in for different episodes.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
3: But uh, you will see a lot of them like cross episodes. Like they'll come on Creeps with Peeps. And the next thing you know, they're on Spooky Skeptics with me talking mm -hmm. about UFOs or something, you know. So, I mean, you'll you'll see that a lot when you go through like the episodes list and stuff.
2: Yeah. And we've had like guests on for Weird News, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's we're all over the place. And you never know what you're going to get like every week. We release on Wednesdays. Every week is different. So you never know if it's going to be, you know, a certain I think episode. I Orcas
3: this week. I was hoping it's Orcas this week.
2: <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> Cross your you fingers. <laughs> <laughs> My fingers are crossed.
3: I want it to be Orcas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, obviously you guys all came from like very, very different backgrounds and you're all from totally different states. So what ended yeah. up kind of making it so that you guys ended up collaborating together and deciding that you guys wanted to start a show? Facebook. Ooh, good old Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Connecting people for y- years to come. Hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> if it doesn't die out, like MySpace, and you know, it progresses right. into Instagram or whatever it turns into. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I need that top
2: eight back.
1: <laughs> right. That would be so nice. But then yeah. you end up getting fights with your friends because you have to decide which one is your number one. And then the right. number two friend gets mad. Like, why am I not your number one? You're my number one. <laughs>
3: I'd be, be in number place. one, Laura.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> if it's Next Rick, question. I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> 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 so, do you want to tell? Do you want to tell them how we met, Trina?
3: So we were all admins for another podcast that's pretty popular about cryptids out there, and we were the admin team for their. Um, well, Facebook we page. still are. We still are, actually. You guys yeah, can name drop if yes, you'd like. <laughs> Um, that the would cryptonaut. be the cryptonauts. And, you know, with the, our God of cryptid researchers, Rob Morphy. Rob Morphy. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Anyways. So yeah, we still fangirl a little bit, but we were um, all social part of the admin team for that. I believe we're still admins on their discord, but none of us go over there.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, with all the shit you guys have to put out now too, it's like oh you guys God, got your right. own thing going on now.
3: <laughs> and and that's part of what started it when we took over. I remember when I joined, there was like 600 members. I think now there's over 3,000. Like, mm-hmm. we made it into a community, and I'm proud of what we did there, and proud yeah, of what we we've did. done with our own community since. And we learned from that. And somebody randomly said, "You guys should do a pod. We'd love to listen to ta- listen to you guys talk." You you know because, I mean. We joke we've all got the jokes we roast each other we're you know we yeah. are a family and and I know that sounds hokey but we are, we and
1: are. podcast we family are. is a true thing. People don't realize how close right. you get having hours and hours of conversation with somebody even over the internet. Oh my God. some of my best friends I've never even seen in person.
2: <laughs> yeah no I, I mean when we were the admins that's how you know we were on a chat and we were constantly just talking and talking through messenger. And so that's how it started, and we're like, "Wow!" Like, we're talking to these people every day for you know hours on end, and then yeah, it turned into what what we have now. So,
3: <laughs> and honestly, most of us thought that we'd put out one or two episodes, and then it would just fizzle out. And here we are; we, we're closing in on our hundredth episode fairly yeah, and soon. Yeah, it's been I think.
2: yeah a year and a couple months, mm-hmm. and we've gone. I mean. I'm surprised of how far we've gotten and like, you know, Astonishing Legends knows who we are. Like we just had them on our show. Like Jim Harold has been. Uh he was on our live podcast. He's gonna be back for a creeps with peeps episode. Like all I'm of these people.
3: Sitting in on that one. Yeah,
2: yeah. All these people who like we looked up to and who basically got us started. Like that's how I got into podcasting was their episodes. And now mm-hmm. it's like They're friends with us. Like, who are we? What? Like, it's just. I literally,
3: when Jim Harold followed me, I screenshotted it, circled it, and sent it to the group. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm like, oh my
3: god, you guys, Jim Harold knows who I am. What the fuck? (laughs) You know, like seriously, like I was just, and he was so kind to us at Monster Fest. Like, yes, he was so nice, so helpful, and. I don't know, man, like I almost cried real tears when I saw that when the next time he's online, he's making sure he's following all of us. And (laughs) I, I I literally was, you know, we're five fuck ups from all over. Mm
0: -hmm. What
1: the hell? (laughs) I think honestly, everybody that's in this, (laughs) uh, this space of podcasting is a black sheep or a fuck up or a reject to some extent. That's why we got into all this weird stuff. (laughs) Right. But you got to find your your group, though, and your tribe, because you go to Small Town Monster Fest. And part of the w- best part about going there is that you can walk down and a bunch of people are like, hey, how's it going? It's like the, I know. the hangout for all the rejects and everybody loves each other. It's great.
2: <laughs> it's such so, an mon- amazing community. Like everyone has just been welcoming. Like there's no negativity at all. Like we're all supporting mm-hmm. each other. And that's what I think makes this community like the best.
3: I'll tell you, Monster Fest was literally I'm a hermit. I I don't leave my home very besides my job and you know my family, but I went to Monster Fest and I almost tried I tried to back out so many times. Laura was ready just to bonk me over the head. And I
2: know. In the trunk of <laughs> I was car. like ready to get like um, literally. So, yeah, like I had, like a refund on the airfare just in case. Well,
1: I'm glad you guys <laughs> ended up going; otherwise, this wouldn't be happening right now, and I would have never I I ended, ended up meeting you guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I overcame my fears, and this is the first time I'm I'm venturing out physically into our community you know and as i'm walking into the hilton i hear trina and i i turn and i look and it's steve motherfucking ward and i'm (laughs) like are you kidding me you know who i am and i'm like steve and he's like come give me a hug and i'm like I love your cats because I couldn't think I of what cats. to say. <laughs> and the last thing I had done was hearted a cat picture on one of the socials. Right. Mm-hmm. So here I am with Steve Ward, the godfather of, you know, 14 books and everything else, you know, and I'm like, I love your cats. <laughs> so funny. But my point being was I was so overwhelmed at realizing that. Wow like we have done something we have created something tangible that people really like i mean at least 10 people out there really really like right. us at least, ten. <laughs> at least
1: probably ten. more but at least 10 <laughs> at least 10
3: you know and it's amazing to me and i'm so grateful and humbled yeah and you know all of it you know monster fest was an eye-opener for me And it made me even more determined to pump out the content, even more determined to have fun with our community. And we knew every vendor, we, you know, we knew, Mm -hmm. you know, we're hugging and like every single person, like it was, our community is one of the best communities out there. Yeah. You
1: know. Hands down, yeah. coming with somebody who's just like you, Trina, that I I stay at home and when I'm at work I'm very isolated. Like I'm a totally different person in person going to work than I am on my show and at The festivals and everything, but it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I have trouble going out and interacting with a big group of people. I'm not one of those types of people, but just like you, man, small town monster fest is like, I knew everybody, everybody was my people. I'm giving everybody hugs. It's like totally different experience. And any community that I've ever been part of, like you said, like the cryptic community is by far the best and has the most humble, awesome people I've ever met anywhere. And I wouldn't give up any interaction with any of them for the world.
3: (laughs) Right. Oh God. Yeah. I just so much. And it's, It's Like I said, it's so strange to me that these people that I hero worshipped, that in dark times in my life, their voices are what I listened to in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep. And now they're my mother trucking friends.
1: And they listen to you. you. (laughs) Exactly.
3: (laughs) And that blows me away Like on a daily basis. Like when I interact with certain people and I'm like, you have no idea that I used to lay in bed at 3 a.m. and just listen to your show. Binge it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And. You know, sometimes I, you know, you get a little inebriated and you might say that to people, but I try not to.
1: <laughs> you know, I just really, really love you and your show. I, I think I've probably done that you. a few times too. Just,
2: oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs>
1: So, I love you. I love you so much.
2: <laughs> I listen to your show and
1: you're my friend. Right. Yep. And I love your dog, too. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and your cats.
1: And <laughs> your cats. Never forget the cats.
3: <laughs> the first thing I ever said to Steve Ward. <laughs> I'll never forget that.
1: I first picture and the last picture I'll ever like, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, uh, also too, for anybody that, you know, might be curious, and I, I ask this frequently on the show before I, I get into the whole topic about if you guys have any, uh, of your own encounters, uh, what got you guys into all of this weird phenomenon? What got you into cryptids? What got you into aliens? Like what sparked your interest? Was it just the community or was it like stuff you're into when you were a kid? Like what, what, ended up doing it for you where it drew you into it so hard that you guys wanted to start a show about it? Do
2: you want me to go first, Trina? Or do you want to go? You can go first, ma'am. Okay, um, well, I have never had an experience, and um, I feel like I am open-minded, and I have gone to, you know, like overnight ghost hunts, and I've gone to, you know, cemeteries at night, and I've played with Ouija boards, and, you know, again, done all the ghost hunting, investigating, and nothing has happened, but um, I've always grown up with my mom having her experiences. Um In 1976 in Texas, that's where I was born, uh, but my mom was 20 at the time in 1976, and she was driving down a dirt road with three of her friends in a Volkswagen convertible Beetle down a country road in Texas, and all of a sudden, they see a huge black shadow on the road going over them. They look up, and it is a pterodactyl or pterodon just gliding over the car and slowly into the tree line in front of them. And that was the story I always grew up with. And I was always like, mom, like, what did you really see? Like, you cannot be seeing a pterodon. like those have died out millions of years ago. Um, But she swore and she still swears to this day that that's what she saw. Um, I also have stories of my grandfather. um, Dealing with, uh, la Chuzas and um, i always grew up with like the stories of uh la Yarona. like mm. she was like my boogeyman um so yeah just everyone has had in my family experiences except for me but you know after hearing that story about my mom and her you know she never changed her story and she still says that's what she said you know she saw um, you know, when I was like eight or nine, I'd go to the school library and get like books on Bermuda Triangle and Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster. So that's just how it started. And it's always been with me since. So
1: just out of curiosity, because I know that the story differentiates depending on who you ask. And every single time mm-hmm. I hear a retelling of it, it's totally different. But as far as like your family background, uh, what, what's what's your background story for La Llorona?
2: Um, um, just, you know, she was a Mother who drowned her children. And, you know, now she is walking the waterfronts trying to drown more kids. And so I was always like, I always heard that story. You know, my mom was like, don't be out late after, you know, when it goes, the sun goes down, like, come home or she's going to come get you. And, you know, that scared the hell out of me. So (laughs) that was that was my boogeyman.
1: See, it's one of those stories that I've always been curious if it's one of those things that's like an archetype where it's such a commonplace situation that is bound to happen, at least in like every state for the most part, that that's where that story comes in is that everybody has their own ghost that's exactly that. Or if Mm -hmm. it's just one of those perfect stories where it scares kids away from hanging out by water and stuff at night because you never know what could happen. So, but I mean, it could go on both sides of it. But as far as like you guys go, like what's kind of your feel on that story?
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, I believed it. So, you know, I was always, you know, again, I've never seen anything. I've never seen a ghost. But um, See, what Laura's
3: not telling you is her grandfather was a brujo. He was a practicing shaman and witch. So I actually believe because she was so scared as a child that he put blocks on her because she is blocked as blocked can get.
1: Especially considering all that connection with all of her family. It's Mm -hmm. weird that she doesn't have any experiences. Mm, yeah. Exactly. And again,
2: he's the one uh that um he apparently saw like three or four Lola Chuzas and actually um got rid of them. So Did he get to see him transform?
1: To- or did he see he he what form? yeah, did my he see and him? my mom
2: did too. Um but he also uh caught a mermaid in the early 1900s uh off the Gulf of Mexico too. So again, it all circles around him and again, I I have no experiences. So
3: Just because maybe Trina's right, (laughs) I I, no, I believe it just because of the energy readings I've done for you. You Mm -hmm. know, he's a strong protector, and this is a real reason why you don't see ghosts and you don't have the vibes. You've got that man was powerful. I say that all the time. Catholic brujos, Catholic brujos, holy freaking crap! They're some of the strongest witches I've ever met in my life. (laughs) And you had one for a grandpa. Right? Yeah, buddy, <laughs> your <laughs> abuela <laughs> made sure that his yeah. little baby wasn't going to be bothered. That's what happened, and that's why the shit doesn't mess with you. And I will, I will die on that hill. Yeah, as your friend who knows your background and knows your history, I, and knows you on a like a very, I know you on an energy level. You right. know. So. I will I will die on that hill.
1: <laughs> and I mean I don't know if he's if he's still around or not too. But after no, somebody like not. that passes, like they're pretty much just watching over you at that point. It's like they have the power to make sure nothing he's comes near it. you.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's with her all the time.
1: I'm surprised he hasn't I'd done any like little you know something just to be like, hey, I'm here. Just like a little little something. I
2: know. <laughs> I wish. Or, or maybe I'm just not. She might be it. blind to it
3: now, though. Like, I mean, after you spend your whole life blocked, I've been working with her and she is slowly unblocking. She's way more open to messages from spirit now than when I met her, Mm -hmm. say, four years ago. And it's been really great to watch. And part of that is I I taught her one of my little tricks about using music as a bridge into spirit and listening to messages. You ever wonder when you're walking down the road why all of a sudden a random song pops into your head? Where'd that song right. come from? You didn't hear it, did you?
1: Manifested it.
3: Well, it's it's a message. And sometimes that's the only way we can hear things if we're blocked on different levels. I really believe in music as being a bridge anyways. But that's, oh, so you know.
2: Tr- yeah, Trina, tell uh, tell everyone what we do in the mornings on Monday through Friday, too. Oh, that kind of leads sh- into this.
3: Yeah, Monday through Friday, we do our affirmicals. That is a play on of affirmation, oracle, tarot kind of name. You know, we just came up with a fun name because that's who we are as people. <laughs> 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 Excuse me. All five of us pull cards. Um, we ha- each have a day where we pick a daily song, but the song has to be what the cards. I do the reading on the cards, and I usually put a short blurb in our chat uh, as to what the message is and then whoever's day it is, they pick a song that matches that message or what their personal card made them think of. That's my thing. Like if it made you think of a song, that's the song I want. You know, if you looked at your card and it made you think of a song, that's the song I want. And so you'll see, I have a very um, clear format. When you look at it, we do a little, I do a little clip from the a, a little lyric clip from the song and then I do the reading, and we have a picture of the cards. We put it on Insta, TikTok, Facebook.
1: Threads, and
3: yeah. Yeah, threads, all of it. And, you know, it's always damn good advice. You know, it yes, really, it with is. all five of us, it's always good advice. Like today's was about not isolating yourself and, you know, getting out there and instead of hiding from those giant po- piles of poo in front of you just skip a doodle past them you don't have to step in them
1: (laughs)
2: right
3: but you also if you hide alone in a corner you're not getting anything done you're not moving forward you're hiding alone in a corner
1: very very true and, uh, also yeah. kind of funny for placement wise, because I felt isolated today as far as like work and stuff like that goes, so that was just really, really weird timing that you happened to drop that particular word when you're talking yeah. about this synchronicities,
3: for today. My friend. <laughs> and that leads to, okay, so your original question is how did we get into this? Mm-hmm. I have always, my mother died at a very young age and I watched her pass. I was very, like, I was at like three um, I'm really
1: sorry that. to hear that. <laughs> well,
3: you know, I th- I don't say it like for that. I just to be, since that moment, I've always interacted with spirit. I You know, as a child, my family called them imaginary friends. They were not. You know, my mom, I always knew a lot of children, you know, make up a fantasy, especially that young that their parents are going to come back. I always knew she was gone because she was there with me. Mm-hmm. And I could read by the age of three and I was kind of feral. And... I've just always, I've been sixth sensed so many times at this point that I don't trust when I meet somebody and nobody else is around me to verify that this is a real person. And trust me, I went the therapist route. I've been, you know, like, I went. I spent a very short period of my life because I was raised Catholic thinking I was possessed by Satan. That was fun. Satanic panic. You know, I fell for that one for a minute.
1: I never really got that whole thing with if people are seeing somebody and they come from a Christian background, they always instantly assume it's demonic. Why can't it be that you're seeing, like, I something good? I use
3: the word demon. I hate demons. I don't, there's no s- demon right. science, religion. The other the afterlife spirit whatever fucking label you want to give it i'm sorry if you're family friendly that f bomb drops out of my oh no you're good
1: two seconds okay
3: <laughs> um you know whatever you want to call it it's not that it's not some guy sitting on a cloud dictating our lives you know it's different um and while i liken those entities that people like to call demons as like sharks they're just there. They're not bad. They're not good. They're just there. They feed on energy. That's what they do. They're like sharks swimming through the ether. And unfortunately, they're drawn to heavy emotion. So that's when you tend to run into them. That's when you tend to attract them more. That's why teenagers get the poltergeist. Um, you know, again, these are just my theories and my life experiences. I am in no way an expert or professional. You know, I read cards. I'm an energy reader. Um, even at Monster Fest, I randomly made people cry by, re- by you know, telling them their grandpa <laughs> loved them. I have uh, that on video. Outside. Uh, yeah. Listen, you can't when that message hits, you have to say it. And the worst part is I never remember what I said. Somebody asked me, like, what would you tell her? I'm like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> the message wasn't for me. You know, mm-hmm. after it comes out of my mouth, it's done. It's out of my brain. I don't know what I said. All I know is they're crying and hugging me and telling me thank you. You know, and I'm like, okay. You're welcome. Have a Coke.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) She's very good at at what
3: she does. Um, I'm very accurate and I don't say Mm -hmm. that to brag. Um, It's a fact. Yeah. Um, I believe in what I do. I don't need other people to believe in me. So I don't actually brag about my accuracy, but I would say I'm in way in the high nineties with my accuracy. And yeah, you know, um, again, it's not a gift. It's just something that I can
1: do. That's one of those things too, that if you it too much, oops, sorry.
3: Oh, you're all right. I'm sorry. What?
1: No, I was gonna say, it's one of those things that, uh, like if you gloat about it too much, it makes it like not believable for a lot of people.
3: It took yeah. me until we started our pod to even come out of the closet.
2: Right. Yeah,
0: it you were
2: before. Mm-hmm.
3: I was not as much as I interacted with that group and was the pod mama there. I never talked about it. You know, I would randomly in private messages to different people. But like I have, you know, while I believe in myself, I'm not going to sit here and fight with people on the Internet about what I can do, you know. I don't need to, the messages come when the messages come. And I think the pod was thrown my way that so that these messages could be put out there. You know, (laughs) I believe that with all my heart because I've had so many people contact me and send me weird random gifts. I have a beautiful ring from a lady in the UK who's a goldsmith, you know, because (laughs) I did a reading for and I won't take payment for it. You know, like I don't, believe in that i don't want anybody scared to ask me a question because they think i'm going to ask them for money or something you know so what happens is like i've gotten tarot decks what happens is people say i said in the old days i'd like have a yard full of chickens or something you know (laughs)
0: lady down the road going here have a chicken thanks for your help you know (laughs)
3: <laughs> but, but
0: it's a good life
3: And I'm grateful every day For my pod, for my friends, for Laura For Rick, even, okay, that's my favorite Brag right there Okay, Rick, our resident Our resident skeptic Does not believe in a goddamn thing Believes <laughs> in me and what I can do because I read him at Monster Fest.
1: (laughs) See, it just takes one too, because I was one of those people for a while that was like on the fence about a lot of psychic stuff. And Mm -hmm. then it took one person with no context that dropped a whole bunch of information. And then it was like a quick turn to all right, there's a good number of people that have this ability. And then there's the ones that just know how to read emotion and try to manipulate people. But Honestly, like from what I've seen, the people that are constantly like harassing people about pay for this, pay for that, do this, do that, do that, which I mean, yeah. you know, everybody has to make money off their craft to some extent, but there's, there's the people you can see are like the con artists, but there's still mm-hmm. like that, that percentage that's just like the 100% real legit ones. And for anybody that is a skeptic on any of this type of stuff, all it takes is having one of those people cross your path once and they can completely change your perspective on that whole view of everything that you do.
3: <laughs> yeah. I've had several people in my life tell me that I personally changed their view on psychics, you know, because when it comes out of me, and this is what I've been told, is that you can feel it. You can feel the truth in the words. You can feel the energy, I guess. I don't know because I'm on the other side of it. But uh, so I'm going by what people have told me, you know, and the last person that I read for accidentally her husband came up to me and was like, you know what? I think most psychics are crap. He's like, but you are not crap. And he was trying to hand me money. And I'm like, dude, I don't want no money for this, you know? And they ended up because it was at my job. Unfortunately, I hate (laughs) when that shit happens, but they ended up leaving me like a $50 tip, you know, and then ran out the door before I could like chase them down and try to give it back to them. But that, that's the kind of thing that, While I believe in myself, I still like to hear that. Like, you know, I had some guy who was like, you know, I don't believe in psychics. But man, I felt your words. You know, like it's and I don't claim to be psychic. I I hate labels. I hate labels because you know what? I'm not hearing and seeing full movie pictures like what people think it is, like what the movie is to pick. I could be walking down the road and just randomly hear ham salad and be like, what the fuck? I don't even (laughs) like ham salad. What is that? You know, like it's, it's stupid sometimes. So, but that's what got me into it. It's just always encrypted because I was a feral reader. You know, I think it started with Greek mythology and just went from there, you know, because in my head, if all this stuff that people were telling me doesn't didn't exist, actually existed like ghosts and shit, then this stuff in these books probably could exist too, even though the adults were telling me they didn't.
1: I mean, for me you too, know? Greek mythology was one of the main ones that started off for me And one thing that I've always kind of tried to rationalize in my head is the whole idea that you hear about a lot of these creatures and today people are like, oh, that doesn't exist. That's just a thing of stories. But Then you dig into all of these old stories and people talk about these things constantly. And then it's like, all right, well, you have to consider the option that maybe people killed them and hunted them into extinction, so different species, different things that we've talked about, or two, just because the advancement of people and how we react to things that are unknown to us, maybe these things are, even if they're just a hair bit more intelligent than us, just know to avoid us because like why even take the risk of messing with humans knowing that they're just going, they're, they're working on bombs to blow each other up regularly. Like let, let's just leave them alone to do their own thing and right. we're just going to exist over here on our own. <laughs> right they don't want nothing to do with us <laughs> shit i'm a human and half the time i don't want anything to do with humans
3: <laughs> right. exactly i say I, I like that's my favorite thing to say about bigfoot too it's like i don't want to find them
1: you don't want to find you either
3: <laughs> right i don't yeah. want human humans to find bigfoot we are awful yeah,
2: you we're know terrible. we are
3: awful things and as a species we're really fucking arrogant So we're going to look at something that could be way smarter than than us. And because it's not like us, we're just going to automatically assume it's less than us. We're very guilty of that with everything in our lives.
1: I mean, just intelligence in general, like we judge intelligence off of things that we're able to do. So we're like, Oh, you're smart. If you can understand music, if you can read, if you can write, if you can do Mm -hmm. that. And if you can't do that, then you're not intelligent. But if you're, an ape man living in the woods, you have no reason to learn music. You have no reason to learn reading and writing. You ju- could be just as intelligent as the humans, if not more intelligent, but in a totally different form. It's the same idea as like a guy that lives out in the woods his entire life. You think he's going to know how to read and write? Probably not, but do you think that guy's going to be able to catch a fish within like five seconds of trying to catch a fish or be able to hunt down a deer or track something or build some kind of right. fort for itself? Like Hands down, that's the guy you're going to want to go to. Intelligence in a different factor, in a different means. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration when it comes to the Sasquatch thing. They're like, oh, it's living in the woods. It's primal. And then you have like the flesh and blood people that just strictly think it's an ape. But, I mean, realistically, we're just an ape, too. And again, you're judging intelligence based off of human intelligence, not off of, like, intelligence for something that's living in a natural environment.
3: Listen, they could have, the First Nations, all have legends of the Elder Brother. You know? And it's all Bigfoot legends. And... They watch the white man come to our shores and destroy the First Nations. Do you think they're going to go out and try to lose a battle like they just saw their little brothers do? Hell no. They're going to retreat. And again, we're arrogant. They're, they probably, they probably been high, like, I'm sure. I don't know. I just have such, you know, this leads into my whole cave system theory. So I'm going to let, you know, I'll start. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think our cave systems are cryptid highways.
1: Yes, I've been doing some heavy, deep research in this, and I'm glad you brought this up because almost everybody I've talked to <laughs> lately has something to throw into this. But oh, oh. so I've been doing some deep, heavy research into just cave systems in general, and basically what my logic that I came up with to try to put it in the simplest terms possible is that I think that they're gateway or the start their star gates that open up under particular circumstances, and it seems like when I started mapping things with like missing 411, one for example in the ma- in the mammoth caves with. Uh, Seismic activity. Um, It seems like there's some type of like when a vibration happens and then you hear the whole thing with like pitch and frequency um, on top of the fact that it seems like a lot of where these uh, star stargate locations are seem to be magnetic, too. I think it's a combination of those three that you have a magnetic circle with some kind of vibration and some kind of hum or pitch or sound. And then when you have those perfect things that line up, then it creates a portal for things to come through. And that's where you kind of get into the possible like underground extraterrestrial base idea is that they have a device that's able to do this type of thing. And then when it comes to like Sasquatch, different types of cryptids, um, maybe they're capable and know how to open these portals. Or maybe that's one of those things that they just happen to be in the right place at the right time, like the missing 411s. And then they get brought over. And after enough of that happens, you end up having a breeding population of this. Thing in this other reality or in this other location. And that's, I mean, theoretically where the whole Sasquatch thing could, could have came from. Um, or I mean, they could have been here for thousands of years, but I mean, digging into the whole caves thing though, this has been like a huge phenomenon that I've been digging into. And it just has so many different weird facets that get involved with it too, where I've even possibly connected like the moon eyed people possibly going underground and maybe they have the ability to transfer between okay. different locations but yeah i'm throwing a bunch of scattered ideas because i have like yeah. three hours here's, worth of content all in my head i'm trying to do in one sentence but i, w- I would love to hear what you guys have with the caves
3: <laughs> here's here's okay here's my base theory for the cave system idea okay we already know it's been scientifically proven that all um, of humanity homo sapiens, um, themselves and Neanderthals were driven underground for what they say is a brief period. Now, a brief period in that timescape is about 500 years. That's multi generations that have that never came out. Besides, probably once in the springtime or so, that lived in the caves. Um, Homo sapiens themselves would have already had natural curiosity. Of course, groups would have broke off to explore. Of course, groups would have broke off to do other things. Of course, they would have broke off and not gone up back up. Um, that's, that's where I, I, I read, uh, oh gosh, it was, I have a lot of ARC friends, so I was reading somebody's paper about the Ice Age and what happened to the living creatures and what they did. And they were forced underground. For about 500 years. That is plenty of time for some underground evolution to happen.
1: Oh, on top of just selective Mm -hmm. breeding to begin with, too. If they were Mm -hmm. grouped into just only being able to breed with a small group of people, either one of two things is going to happen. Either one, uh, you're going to find a perfect niche in that environment because it's going to take the best adaptations that it possibly can from a smaller group of people and adapt faster. Or two, you're going to end up crazy inbred. And for most Mm -hmm. of the stuff that seems to have gone underground, and this is kind of connecting again into my whole Moon-Eyed People theory about the selective breeding and what they could have turned into or like the Hopskinville Goblin idea that people have. But Mm -hmm. yeah, selective breeding could eventually adapt into better cave adaptations. And you see that type of stuff with like small islands and animals on small islands is that, again, it's one or the other. Either they'll all die off or they'll fit that perfect niche adaptation because it'll develop faster because of smaller groups of populating.
3: Humanity is here so they didn't die off. So there was definitely some evolution. So there's definitely like it's absolutely against all scientific premise that there were subspecies that evolved underground in that 500 years, you know, like, I don't know. Again, that's how my brain works. That's where it started. And that's my whole like, I like you, I dive deep into it. Um, I'm not as big into the portal theory. But that's me, and I'm also open-minded to that because it has pretty much been proven that sound can be used for a lot of different things than we think, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, even not digging into necessarily like the the portal aspect of going underground, um, I mean, all of the... Native Americans pretty much had stories about people coming from under the ground and they had Mm -hmm. these stories about like the ant ant people that would show them how to, how to redo things and how to do things. And I feel like that even kind of connects in farther with like the, the cave adaptations is that they might be using what they think is closest related to that. So you think of something that looks like an ant, you're going to imagine that it has really, really big eyes. Um, And then you go to like the moon eyed people and they're talking about how these people were nocturnal and they could see at night, but they couldn't see during the day. So it seems like they could be talking about the same group of people or two very similar groups of people that adapted underground and developed bigger eyes. And I feel like it's one of those things that the underlying story is there. It's between everything, but you kind of have to look past like, the direct part of it, like most people hear "ant people," and they're instantly like, "They're people that look like ants." Instead of looking past it to, there could be just people with giant bug eyes that resembled ants. Mm-hmm.
3: So you're going to come on skeptics and talk caves with me, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I would love to do that. <laughs> I could go on this stuff for hours, throwing ideas.
3: <laughs> me too. That's awesome. Poor, poor Laura's like, I'm not sitting in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> she's used to my nerd conversations though (laughs) yeah I don't
2: think I've done any skeptics you did one with me and Cole
1: maybe I don't
3: remember. I'm pretty sure you did because him and I started talking about whales and dinosaurs, and you were like, I'm never doing this again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, for fun of it, so she can feel like she gets to kind of do one, but not necessarily on your guys' show. uh, You brought up mermaids with your uh, grandpa earlier. I would love Mm -hmm. to hear what you guys think of mermaids because I haven't actually had a chance to talk about this too much on the show, and I have some really interesting ideas on mermaids, but I'd love to hear your guys' theories.
2: (laughs) Oh, God. Um,. I don't know. My mind's not really made up yet on it. What about you, Trina? So
3: I think there could be things on the ocean that we don't know. I mean, come on. Again, it's like the Mm. caves and all of that. Um, I don't think they're like what the fairy tales say. And then we were very briefly going to do an episode on them. So I did some research and then I just got pissed off because it was all about hoaxes. And there's not a lot of, most of the stories that you hear are like Laura's grandpas and they're fishermen. And what it is are these really ugly, weird fish that have a vaguely human face and a fish body with like big sharp teeth. So that makes me think they might be some undersea kind of Mm -hmm. abyss type creature too. You know, I'm
2: like a romantic though. I want it to be like half human.
1: Be actually nice and not some kind of bloodthirsty creature.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's
1: the ocean, though. Yeah, more than likely, they're probably bloodthirsty.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I have one rule in my life, and that is stay the heck out of the ocean.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. See, that's what actually happened to Ocean Gate was it wasn't some kind of implosion. It was just a group of mermaids fucking with the vessel. (laughs) (laughs) And it's around somewhere, but, you know, they they held them down and they couldn't get back up. (laughs) That's funny.
3: I mean, I'm totally wishing for Jason Momoa to wash up here on the Gulf Coast by me. I'm down in Florida. But...
1: (laughs) The only problem is which half is going to be fish because either you have a practical half or a good half to look at. But either way, you're only getting one or the other.
3: (laughs) Okay, but if I had a fish head half, like if he had the upper body of the fish, I'd Mm -hmm. still take him out drinking because that would be worth, like, and I don't even drink, but I would take (laughs) him out (laughs) because that would be worth it. It's Florida. Nobody would even look twice.
1: Think of all the dad jokes you can make too. Be like, That's damn, funny. bro, you gonna save right. any for me? You're sitting over there drinking like a fish. Are <laughs> <Right. laughs> you oh gonna god.
3: tune a piano? <laughs> oh
1: god. <laughs> I could go out all night. <laughs> oh, I mean for uh for me as far as mermaids go, this is kind of how I've tried to like rationalize it, mm-hmm. is with the whole idea about all the giant cataclysms that could have theoretically happened if there was some sort of close to human species that went to the water before it fully like developed as like a land species maybe it could be like another subsection of something that shares some type of like common dna with a human but it developed to be in the water because i've heard a few different people that were like contactees that claimed that basically they were told that there was different types of human beings, humanoids made for different types of terrain. And he was saying like Sasquatch was supposed to be the thing made for the mountains. The humans were supposed to be the things intended for the flatlands. And then there was the mermaids that were supposed to be intended for the, uh, for the ocean and they said something else for like the skies too, but I don't remember that one offhand at the moment. But I mean, that, that is one thing that I kind of addressed as a possibility. Um, number two that I've addressed as a possibility is that, you know, if people do believe in the whole extraterrestrial thing, be it that they're interdimensional or they're extraterrestrial coming from somewhere else, um, that could have some type of, touch into that whether it was like something that they created through different types of like dna modification or theoretically if there are stargates or portals on on land there assumably would be some in the water too And assumably any creature that came from the other side of that may come from another like water universe. So then the same whole idea with like the whole wormholes with Sasquatch idea could be theoretically the same with these underground species or with these underwater species, but at least, and then there's again, not to throw another one in there, but there's the whole Anunnaki messing with DNA, which kind of links into the whole uh, alien thing. But I mean, that could Mm -hmm. theoretically also partly explain cryptids too, is that they were mixing their DNA with a bunch of different things that were already on the planet And with humans,
3: even goes biblical back with the Nephilim and the half monsters, half humans, and like every culture has stories of them.
1: Yeah, even half and half, even the mermaids, too.
3: Flipping culture, right? And it's always God related. And then you gotta, you know, and then it starts getting all ancient alieny. And then I'm kind of like, I don't know, but then you gotta (laughs) wonder. I mean. You got to wonder sometimes, you know, because right. every every culture has a lot of the same stories that cross cultures. So there's got to be a grain of some kind of truth to them because there wasn't the Internet back then. They weren't tweeting out to their fellows about a pair of pants they saw in San Francisco or Fresno. You know, like, that. I mean, it's it's that's why I like um, pre-tech stories so, so mm-hmm. much, you know, um, there's. There's just no other way to explain it except that there's a grain of truth somewhere. And, you know, and that's, I think that's all that us researchers try to do now, you know, is find that grain of truth, you know?
1: Well, I mean, even specifically for mermaids too, um, like there could have been a lot more stories when they were staying more towards the top of the water, which also goes into the whole idea about how ships used to get attacked by the Kraken, as they would say, is that, you know... The giant squids, when there was less stuff invading the top of the water, would stay probably higher. You know, they would attack these ships, yeah. thinking that they're whales. Like we know that they exist now. Same kind of goes for all of these like theoretical like humanoid fish type beings. Is that maybe they stayed near the top of the water when the water was cleaner, there was less dangers? But I mean, people don't want people don't want to believe the whole Sasquatch thing because of the forest. We can track, we can go around in that, but the ocean is ridiculously vast, we have to go in special little tiny vessels to go down really, really deep and they can only see in one direction at a time. Like, Think about how easy it would be if you were something that naturally lived down there to be able to hide from that. And I mean, even on top of that, even now, back in the day and now, there's these endless weird stories and videos of these things swimming really fast next to boats and that sound like they're singing from the distance. Like there's so many creepy mermaid stories that pop up and they're one of those things that always gets quickly scrubbed off the internet. Like in particular, I did some research on the Ninja, which is this like Arctic kind of mermaid looking thing that the the Japanese whalers like always seem to talk about, but when I was digging into that whole story, I mean, there's the whole background with like their lore about there being like these mermaid people that would be near Japan. And if you killed them, then you would eat them and then you'd get like eternal life and blah, 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 blah. But there's a bunch of, uh, the Japanese government suppressing these stories. Um, and my theory on it is if that mermaid story is true, maybe there is some type of something that, you know, is some type of like life elixir maybe not immortal but you know kind of helps you preserve your life and maybe that's why they're trying to keep it a secret but just in that case that's already being pushed down by the japanese government imagine everywhere else if anything weird like that pops up and again even all the videos get posted online it's like you see them for a little bit and they get taken down like if there's any possibility of any other like humanoid type thing being here i mean sasquatch i'm always going to be in that camp but even more so, I would believe that there could be something like that at the bottom of the ocean because we still, what they say, we've barely discovered any of the ocean realistically right. and stuff can move in the ocean. And it's like, if you, again, if you're in a vessel only looking one direction, like anything that's around you doesn't want to be seen. They can easily just follow it as you're trying to turn it. <laughs> they just stay behind you the whole yeah. time.
3: <laughs> underneath hmm. the water is not our element we cannot see we cannot move that great i mean i'm a big fan of shark week and those guys are experienced divers and they don't see those sharks until the last freaking second mm-hmm. and these things are 18 feet long they're the size of a school bus and you <laughs> don't see them until they're ready to bite your head off you know like yeah no, i totally believe there could be stuff in the ocean like for sure and a sentient species because any sentient species is going to be sentient enough to know to stay the heck away from us because we're awful (laughs) again we are awful
1: (laughs) well i mean you see all these weird videos too of people that have submarines and they'll have like uh things that will be clanking on the outside then you'll see like Fast Things women by, Buy, like all the weird mermaid videos. So, I mean, just from some of those, it seems like these things, if they do exist, are using tools. So, if they're at this stage where they're able to use tools, guarantee 100% they know to avoid anybody in the ocean. And even on top of right? that, too, just to throw even more fear into it, I mean, how many how many bombs have been tested in the ocean? Like, they know what we're capable of. So they're not only trying to stay away from, you know, the top of the water, but they're staying away from anything that's near land because they never know if somebody's going to test something in it. If there's going to be an oil spill, if people are going to dump some kind of chemical in the water on accident. And if you're a fish, I mean, they take in anything that's in the water around them. Assumably, if there was like a humanoid thing that was down there, it'd be the same thing. You suck up anything. So if there's like an oil spill, you might suffocate. So why even take the chance of being anywhere near the shore or near the top? Especially if you're able to find all your food, your crab, everything you could possibly need to eat all the way down at the very, very bottom of the ocean.
3: <laughs> oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. You totally. know,
1: And then
3: you go back into the caves. Who knows what they've got going on? If they, you know, like...
1: There's a whole there's other subspecies I mean- under the water of underwater mermaid cave people that like, the normal I mermaids buy, are afraid of because totally they think they're feral. That.
3: Exactly. <laughs> see, I, I could totally flip and by that.
1: <laughs> when all the asteroids came and the ocean started to boil, most of us tried to avoid that area but a special few went into the caverns under the water. <laughs> and those are the bad mermaids that people have these awful interactions with because you have the primal ones that'll attack the subs and then the other ones just know to avoid us all together and you never even see them. Yeah. They're wearing like suits and they're just fancy. Have yeah, their little downtowns all the way at the bottom of the ocean. Okay. They're like those primal mermaids in the caves. They're always attacking ships. So, like, we'll just leave them alone. That's funny. <laughs> they set the pace for us and make everybody scared of us, so it works. Yeah. They're <laughs> the ones sending the orcas
3: after the yachts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go eat that boat. <laughs>
1: so uh, before we uh, start wrapping up because I know you guys said you want to keep it a little bit towards an hour uh, Trina I never actually got to ask you um, did, have you ever had any uh, weird experiences or paranormal events that, that you wanted to share
3: um, I mean my favorite story to tell and again you can go into our episode uh, catalog and find it is when I was 15 I hit on a ghost and I got turned down he turned me down he brushed me off <laughs> rush i love
2: this
3: story out. so it was like 1985 86 i don't know you know big hair um there was four of us girls from age 15 to 17 i was on the 15 mark that our friend's mom had a boyfriend who hated kids so she paid rent for this duplex and we lived on one side of it just four teenage girls in 1985 needless to say it was a tad bit of a party house we had several experiences in there and my history with that house goes further because that very same side of the house my dad used to rent it and i used to live there with him and he also used to rent the other side he knew the owner anywho i have a whole childhood history with this house in particular but this time i wasn't living with my family i was living with these girls whom i'm still friends with to this day actually and I was, our bathroom and everything was upstairs. I was upstairs getting ready. Um, You know, loves Baby Soft. You know, Hairspray, I'm sure. I hear all my friends get there downstairs. I can hear all the commotion, whatever. So I'm on my way downstairs and I have to pass the bathroom to get to the staircase. And there's a young dude in there and he's like slightly dressed a little out of date. Like he looks like maybe he had his brother's clothes on and he had a uh, blue like chambray type button down shirt that was buttoned the top button was unbuttoned but he had his sleeves rolled up it was tucked in he had a brown belt shoulder length um, brownish red hair freckles brown eyes he was looking into the mirror in front of you know just staying there looking into the mirror at himself and i'm walking past and i'm like oh hey, in my head, thinking Fresh Blood, right? (laughs) Hey there, you know, hey. And he turns around and he gives me this weird little smirk and this little half wave and then turns back to the mirror, right? So I'm like, wow, whatever, fucking douchebag. You know, you're in my house, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) You know, so I prance my way downstairs and I'm like, who's the new guy? And my friend Rob looks at me and he's with his brother and our other friend. He's like, what new guy? I'm like, shut up, who's upstairs? And they're like, Trina there's nobody upstairs I'm like shut I mean it took them probably three hours to convince me that they were not pranking me this guy was so real like it was insane he blew me off <laughs> he literally blew me off
1: we live in two different Trina. worlds we can never be together
3: <laughs> I guess never. <whatever. laughs> I'm still mad about it to this day and I see and talk to ghosts that he ever shows up we're having a chat about why I wasn't good enough for him back then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. But, you know, that was the start of me going. And I'm, uh, we had a lot of other experiences in this house. And I had experiences my whole life. But that was the first one that made me go, well, fuck. How many ghosts have I actually met?
1: I never even realized it at all. How many exactly. do you still meet? <laughs>
3: Right. I I don't know. And I said that earlier in this episode, I do not trust people that I meet without somebody else around me to verify that this is an actual person that I'm talking to, you know, and it's sad that I got to live that way. And it makes me sound like a schizophrenic, but it's just the reality of my life. And I don't, it doesn't even bother me. You know, like I have a haunted doll, weird shit happens in my house, and until you actually live with me, you don't get it, or until you spend a little bit of amount of time with me, my co-host can attest to that. Once you spend the time with me, you feel the energy. you know I'm not full of shit. you know and and I'm very good. you can't fool me, and even if I know something, I don't even bring it up nine times out of ten. I hold. A lot of stuff in back pockets because it's rude it's rude to read people against their will, okay <laughs> but if I get mad, all bets are off I will rip you to shreds and I will yeah, do not a man I will expose every inner secret you have and I will be dead on and you will crawl away I don't do that often very rarely I haven't done it in years, but I'm telling you
2: <laughs> it's, it's coming it, soon it, it,
3: it's a thing and But it takes a lot to get me there. I let, you know what? We're all human. We're all flawed. We all make mistakes. We all keep secrets. And I'm not going to dive into yours because, again, it's rude. You know, if you ask me to do a reading, for sure. But don't get mad when I say, uh, (laughs) there might be something you need to change here. You know, like, and that's why I don't do it professionally either. I think when you're being paid, and I, again, do not put anybody down for making money off their gift. Go make that bread, sister, brother. Go make it. I just feel like if I'm being paid, I'm going to bias that reading to make it what the payer wants.
1: I mean, they kind of expect that, too, if they pay you. that They want to hear the positive thing. When you don't give them the answer they want, then people get kind of irritated, too.
3: Oh, they get mad.
1: They get straight
3: up mad. And, like, no, that's not the truth. And I'm like, well, like at Monster Fest, I, I had a girl ask for a reading, uh, just Tara, and it came up. And I'm like, well, you're going to have some contention. And she's like, oh, no, I'm not fighting with anyone. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, but maybe you will be. <laughs>
1: you, know? you just got to hit them with an okay, because then they don't know how to respond right. back after that. Don't give them any right. fuel. <laughs> um,
3: I'm very good at treating people who get attacky with more kindness and more. I try to treat te- treat everybody with love because if your day is being messed up by say your egg wasn't cooked right and you're just fucking furious, clearly you've got other things going on. So <laughs> I'm going to treat you with a little bit of compassion because you know what? I don't know what you got going on. And again, I'm not going to read it because it's fucking rude.
1: <laughs> There's three people you never want to piss off. It's a psychic, people that uh, make your food, and a police officer when they're trying to arrest you.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because you'd be We're surprised when gets flung at you. That. I
2: can,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she hasn't seen me mad very often, but when it happens <laughs> it's it's, it's out. funny. Mm-hmm.
1: Start throwing out everybody's dirty secrets. Right. <laughs> you need to start becoming friends with politicians, <laughs> and then you'll make yourself infinitely power- powerful.
3: <laughs> no, because that's not why I do it. And you know what? If I do, it's you had to have really like hurt or betrayed me for me to actually rip you apart with a reading. I have to actually be hurt to do that. And I And I'm very, very conscious of my public persona and I'm very, very conscious of what I put out to people in general and my friends, I don't want to do that to anybody. You know what? Nobody wants to hear that about themselves. And it's not my job to do it unless there's an actual message that needs to be said. And then that's kind of out of my control. It just comes out of my mouth. Um, But the actual reading you and then psychoanalyzing and throwing your secrets out there. Man, that's some bad karma. <laughs> you know, I don't want that in the afterlife. I don't want to be that kind of twisted person. I I like to believe that the good in everybody until they prove that they're not good. You know. And then I just cut them out of my circle usually. Yeah. You know. That's mm-hmm. that's how I deal with it.
1: So I guess uh, with actually just the thing that you just said is a perfect spot to leeway into uh, what I always like to do at the end of the show, uh, words of wisdom from the guests to the listeners. So I guess just because of what you're already talking about, you can go first, Trina. Do you have any uh, words of wisdom you'd like to bestow on the listeners? Yes, oh,
2: so much. Where do you even begin?
3: <laughs> you can throw a few
1: if you one. want to.
2: <laughs> Here's my biggest
3: one.
1: Don't waste
3: your today worrying about your tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Very, very true. <laughs> so simple yet so true. Mhm. Then
2: how about? I think you should just be kind to people because you don't know what anyone is going through. So.
1: Also very true. Never burn yeah. bridges because you never know what mm-hmm. might end up happening in the future when you might need to go back across that bridge. You know, somebody pisses you off today and you completely burn them, and then two months from now, you know, you're in a bad spot and you need their help. And then what are they going to do? They're just going to burn you back. <laughs>
2: Right. Exactly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always stay respectful.
2: (laughs) Yes, for sure.
1: And, uh, for anybody that enjoyed this conversation and they just, they have to go and follow your guys show and check out your guys stuff. Uh, where can they come and find everything that you guys do at?
2: Uh, we're on Facebook. Come find us in the groups. We have an awesome group there. Amazing community. Lots of memes. Um, that's a spooks creeps pod, I believe. Um, we're on Instagram, TikTok, Threads. Um, what else, Trina? Well, I mean, if Moving. you want to
3: listen to us, you can catch us on any podcatcher. We are on yeah. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, anywhere you find a Everything. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just start typing in spooks, creeps, and the sort of devilry, and we actually pop up right away. I actually yeah. know this because somebody did it at work today. Uh, yeah, Alexa can find us
2: too if mm-hmm. you
3: ask. He typed us in and we popped up like almost immediately. And I'm like, oh my God, that's us. (laughs) You used to have to scroll to find
1: us. (laughs) It's like a point that, you know, you made it when you look up your name of your show on Google and it's the first thing that pops up. It's like, Yeah. yeah,
3: that felt so good when he typed it in and I saw us pop up right away because I remember a few months ago, I was giving somebody the name and they literally had to scroll through all these names to find us. And this guy just, and we were right there and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at that. (laughs)
1: yeah
2: um what else we have big cartel and what's the other website red bubble for merch
3: you want to wear us on your boobs go there we've got a (laughs) patreon going it's just the beginning we've just just started. started it yeah i'm creating an audio database for the tarot deck card by card i'm doing two cards at a time we're calling it a fool's journey and so i've been working on that i've been focusing on that a lot
2: and I do rapid fire questions with people in the community. So that's always fun. Um, and then we are sponsoring Squonk uh, Squonkapalooza, which is in John's, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, August 26th. We're going to be at Van Meter Festival in Iowa, September 30th. We are sponsoring CryptidCon, which is November 18th. I think Rick's going to be there. And he I think Rick's going to be... There, gonna yeah, and Rick's also going to be at um, Cryptid Bash, which is happening, uh, I think, the 19th of this month. So in West Virginia, that's the but Moth
3: Boys
1: one, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he's just going to be there for fun. So. Okay.
1: Well, good news yeah. to all the listeners out there. I and them will be vending at Squonkapalooza. So come see all of us. Why not? And I'll actually well, get to hang we out with you guys again. We were supposed
2: together. to be there, but now none of us can make it. So now we're just sponsoring.
1: Oh. But we still oh. get our
2: name on the t-shirt, I think. <laughs> yeah. We just won't have a bo- no one's going to be there. So. We felt so bad because
3: Lisa is actually one of our very closest friends. She designed Lisa and my Joe, art. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. She designed
3: my art for um Witchy Tips, my Witchy Tips segment that the art that I use on that segment is from her. Um, and she's
2: made our stuffies, our plush. All of
3: our, Yeah. our to- Wait, not the totes. She did the plushies, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, I personally own like everything that she's made. I was going to yeah. say, I you really guys can't that. see
1: it right now, but right above me in this box, I have like a good five or six of her stuffies that are on top of my cabinet. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Um, yeah. So I've got the magic moth ball. You can't see that either because oh, I, I have my, have tip- my, uh, yeah mine's sitting right next to me. I have them the magic mothball. My cup I use for my coffee is my flatwoods monster cup that she made.
2: <laughs> yeah, and we like, just love Lisa.
3: I love Lisa's stuff, and I love Lisa personally. yes, you know the, her and I think my other favorite vendors are seymour's ca- captive cryptids,
1: captive cryptids, Renee yeah. and Corey Seymour. I he love does them. the
3: latex masks.
1: Oh, I love them so. Talk about a small world, too. Joe and I are really are good friends, and we talk all the oh, time. Nice. And uh, he. We have like a thing going where uh, you know I talk about him on my show and everything and he helps me out with some stuff. So talk about a small community all interconnected. You guys are friends with Lisa, Lisa's friends with Joe, and then I yep. hate talking and hang out with Joe and I think I'm like one Joe's of the only shows that he's been on our podcasts
2: before. So
1: Oh, I he, told him that. I've been trying to get him on for the past year I and I was like he you doesn't. went on another show,
2: man. I know. He does not go <laughs> on them very much and Listen, I got him we are-
3: Laura is relentless in getting these people on her interviews. She has opened so many doors for our pod just by yeah, going yeah. up and saying, Hey, come on my show. Well, the good That's news is. I've gone to
1: Monster yeah. yeah, now that Joe went on your show, he said he'd come on mine. So you opened that doorway for other people too. Go. So, <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And I'm way too shy and hermit to go up to strangers. Like, I really stressed even interviewing people. I can do it now where I can go on an interview. Or interview somebody on my own and I'm fine. Okay. But in the very beginnings of the pod, I stressed it hard. I can't do what Laura does. And I think that's part of what makes our pod good. You know, all of us have something different to contribute.
2: Yeah. You know? Sure.
3: I don't want to be the face of the pod. I'm going to let Laura do that <laughs> because, <laughs> A, she's way better at it than I am, and Uh-oh. B, You know, I don't
1: want (laughs) to. I just want to be known for my voice.
3: (laughs) Right, (laughs) My old lady at bingo voice.
1: (laughs) And uh, for all the listeners, of course, uh, all their links, I will include down in the show description to make it quick and easy for everybody to find. And uh, to both of you guys, I really appreciate you guys making the time to come on the show. I'm looking forward to getting to meet you guys at another convention. Hopefully, coming up soon. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can coordinate and do something again. That'd be a lot of fun. And right. I had a lot of fun with this conversation.
2: You need to come on our show. So, we'll
1: oh, I'd definitely be down.
2: <laughs> I Cream was not and, kidding. And spooky skeptics. Yeah, I wasn't
1: I'm down kidding for all the <laughs> <about> skeptics.
2: <laughs> I want to <Okay>. do caves.
3: <laughs> You and I, were doing caves, buddy.
1: <laughs> oh, hands down. And then when I start digging down the caves on Bizarre Encounters, I'm going to have to have you come on with uh, my co-host and I, and we can talk about caves on there Absolutely. too.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. And Laura doesn't even, Laura knows how excited I am right now. About yes, this. I, I can't even crazy, see I know you are. Crazy with my caves. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having us on. Now. Yes, we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you guys. The pleasure was all mine. <laughs> If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it through word of mouth with a friend. That's an awesome way to help the show continue to grow. And if you guys haven't already, don't forget to leave a review or a rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify. And of course, if you guys leave a five-star review on iTunes, I will read it on the show and give you guys a shout out. And if anybody wants to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, whether you want to be a guest on the show, uh, you have some comments that you want to make about something, uh, you guys want to possibly uh, advertise your possibly cryptid-related product on the show, anything like that, all inquiries, you guys can email me at at outlook.com, or you guys can shoot me a message on Instagram, which is the form of social media that I'm the most active on, or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form, and that will go directly to my email, of course. And uh, everything that I mentioned, all available under the link tree, which is l a n k t r p e d e slash increase of our reality podcast, or available down in the show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation, and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.